Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, and joined by my lovely wife, Rochelle, and my buddy Heath Riles from Heath Riles Barbecue. Heath, appreciate you coming in the studio today, man. Anytime, anytime. What do you think about our new setup? Is it a little better than the closet? It, it It's a little bit more roomy. I've, I've got to give it to you. <laughs> we can spread out at least a little I bit. I felt more. like I was in a like a horror movie before <laughs> I was so confined. It wasn't that bad, was it? No, no, no. Did you jot down any questions for me? I jot down some for you. Oh, Lord. You know, <laughs> I can shoot from the hip. There like you I go. i got to get my phone out as I put them on. Let me put it on silent so it ain't ringing while we're doing this. Uh, I, I wanted us to have – we always try to have something to talk about. I know Shell's got some stuff printed out, and we'll get into all that because we're going to uh, talk about what we did. That's normally what we do, isn't it, Shell, first? Yeah, let's talk about the recipe this week. Just jump on in and talk yeah. about that. Well, so last week we talked. We told you all we were going to go out to Traeger thing. Before we went, I knew that I was going to try to do a, a pastrami video this week. Turned out fantastic, but I had to get it in the soak, the whole thing. Uh, have you ever cooked pastrami? I have not. Well, well, this was the first time that I've ever uh, corn my corned the brisket myself. I've always um, bought, you know, corned beef brisket from the grocery store. I think Lobel's is usually the brand, or Sam's has their brand. Bring it home, soak it, you know, and smoke it that way, turn it into pastrami. Well, I wanted to do it from a whole brisket, not just like a piece of a point or a flat. I wanted a whole uh, beef brisket, and so that's what I did. Um, I did, you know, made me up a brine. It, it, and with, when, you, when you're doing pastrami, it's all about, you know, kind of the salt, the pickling spice. That's what gives it the flavors, whatever herbs you put in there with it. Um, it You know, you got to have a little bit of sugar to balance that brine out. And you got to have some cured salt. And I used uh, just pink salt, number one, and put it all in a, um, a big pot on the stove and dissolved everything. It's a gallon of water, poured it over the brisket in a bag. And brined it for what five nights when it shelled, and I left it in there. We did it. I think, yeah, I think it was. We took it put out. Put it in on Tuesday, and we took it out on Sunday. Yeah, I think so. Is that right? So what was that Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? Yes, five nights. Yeah. Six day on the sixth day, I took it out. I man, some people in the comments said they take it out. They they do pastrami two or three weeks. I can't imagine living in there that long. It must be a weaker solution or something. But what it does, it changes the whole texture of the brisket. I mean, it's cured from top to bottom, just like curing bacon or curing a ham or something like that. All those flavors from those seasons and the pickling spice and the garlic and all that I put in there get into the meat. And then at that point, you got corned beef. You could steam it. You could, you know, put it in a bag, one of those bags with some vegetables, cook it in the oven or whatever. The pastrami is smoked. So, so what I did after I took it out of the brine, dried it out a little bit. And then in the fridge, let it sit overnight and then smoked it the next day with a little pastrami rub that, just that's a basic pastrami rub I've used before, and man, it turned out fantastic. It was good. Once you pulled it out of the brine, it was pretty much just a corned beef uh, at uh, that time. Yeah, but it was pretty much a, just a regular brisket cook almost. Yeah, that's all it was. You cook yeah. it just like you do a brisket. Smoke, wrap it in butcher paper or full, whatever you want to wrap it in, and then take it to what two o four is what I took it to. I was just kind of knowing when it was tender, but. Jambo rolled out. You need to try that, man. If you've never done corned beef or, or – uh, I'm actually – we were me and my wife were it. talking about it the other day that I wanted to do one. Then I seen you were doing one, and I started just to impromptu show up down here to you be should. able to eat. <laughs> hey, it the, took all day to cook There it. may be some of it left in the refrigerator. It's going fast, but 
is is really you know pastrami is kind of it's a deli meat, so it's made to be you can eat it cold right out of the refrigerator. I just been walking by and get me a strip out and put some mustard on it right there. That's been my snacks. <laughs> my blood pressure is probably gonna be sky high. How do I figure out how to, t- how to turn this thing where it'll stay on? Hold on a second. Um, one thing when we went to that little Miss Barbecue, they they uh, you were there with us in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. They served pastrami. We didn't go on pastrami day, but did you hear them talking about how they? Yeah, did uh, I know that Blaine Hunter all. Is go, goes by there a lot to pick it up for people when he goes to contests and stuff, and and they talk about how good it is. But I mean, it's more of a like a chunk, like a brisket slice, you know. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going for in this one. I'd seen, uh, I guess Blaine gives it to Darren, or Darren goes by there mm-hmm. and gets it and takes it to Blaine sometimes because I see them posting about it all the time. Well, you know, that's a big deal to get some of that pastrami. Well, maybe we can talk Blaine into coming to Memphis in May since Darren's cooking. And yeah, bring Maybe some. he can just make a pit stop by there and there bring us some that week. <laughs> but that was it. The video turned out great. I yeah. You did a good job editing it because, it, uh, man, it was beautiful when I cut it. Um, I tried out one of the different Dalstrongs. You know, when, when you came and did a video, I had those Dalstrong had sent me some knives to try out. I'd use their serrated edge when, on a brisket. It's just like a serrated slicer. It looks about like a bread knife, but it's just a serrated knife. I mean, it mowed through that. Perfect. Didn't tear anything up. Slices were perfectly it did, straight. Yeah. It did an awesome job cutting that brisket. So I'm going to try it on a regular brisket and see how it does. Because, I mean, always, you know, trying out a different knife and seeing seeing how things work. So, um, Was there anything you'd do differently? You know, the one thing that I would probably change, or I think I can do it better. That's the whole thing. You know, it's, it's that's my first attempt at it. And I said, man, I think I can get. I think it needs some more flavor in the brine. Like I can get away with some different seasonings in there, and maybe amp the pickling spice up a little bit. And then it had a very very slight sweet tone, um, and it's it's like a traditional pastrami, but I would tone the sugar back just a hair. I use like half a cup in the in the recipe. I probably did go with like a quarter cup of sugar. The salt level was perfect. You yeah. know, um, I did notice that you know we we just made that live. It hadn't been very few very long ago. This we're, we're filming this on Thursday, um, and we released the video today too this morning. And I've been watching some of the comments, and a lot of people are saying that you should soak it. Well, when I buy like a corned beef that's really been industrial brined or whatever, you do have to soak that. And I soak it like 12 hour overnight, changing the water out, getting some salt off. Well, this one wasn't salty like that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, you know, salt wasn't the predominant flavor of it. It was cured all the way through, but it wasn't just super salty. Yeah. We had plenty of salt. I saw the, those comments too. That they were saying you should soak it on water after you cure it, but... Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I think, I think if you try that recipe that I did, you don't have to. Yeah, I don't think you have to. Yeah, because it wasn't too salty, and I'm real like something can get you. You like a lot of salt. I'm not. I'm not super salt. I'm kind of sensitive to it. So if it's too salty, it kind of burns a little bit. You're a sensitive kind of guy. Nah, I'm very sensitive. <laughs> I'll tell you, <laughs> but one, one thing you did use the tumbleweeds. Have you seen those? It's like royal oak tumbleweeds. I have. Um, use those this week. Yeah, I was First out of everything time. else yeah. I had. I, I got to looking for fire starters. I said, man, I ain't got any. I'm about to improvise. So you ran in, you ran up to the grocery store and said, this is what they had. Yeah, at Walmart. That was the only thing they had. What do you think they about them? They got the coals going. You don't have yeah. <laughs> I guess, I, you know, my weed burner is in the other trailer. I could have went and got it and really started a fire. Whoa, what just popped in my ear? 
Something know. popping your ear? Yep. I would have blow something up. <laughs> but that that uh yeah, I wouldn't do anything different as far as Did you learn anything? It. Yeah, I learned pastrami is awesome. <laughs> I already knew that though. I already knew that. Um so I had a couple of YouTube questions I was gonna ask you real quick. Um this person said, would you get a different outcome using butcher paper versus aluminum foil? Mm, I don't, it might, you'd probably take a chance at steaming off some of the, the seasoning you had on the outside. It seems like that butcher paper helps it hold on more. You, you, it keeps that crust that you work for to build that bark. And that's why I like it. Um, aluminum foil worked just fine. You could put it in the pan. You could have put it in one of them oven bags. Could you have just rolled no wrap at all? You could have, yeah. I don't see why not. It'd take a lot longer. The wrapping it up pushes it on through any kind of stall, and it did stall out. I think it stalled. I mean, it took about seven hours on the jambo. But the jambo, you got to think it's hot. It's a lot hotter than most people cook. Like two seventy five. It wants to run at three hundred. Not to check it back a little bit, but it um, it was like right at seven hours, and then with the rest, so you know, it was like eight and a half total time. But um, if you if you didn't wrap it, I imagine it would take. 10 or 12 hours just to get it there. Yeah. What, um, and Heath, you might know this too. What's the difference between a pink cure salt number one and tender quick? There's not a whole yeah, lot of difference in between the, the two. They both have nitrate, the nitrate in it. I mean, sometimes you find some that has more nitrate than others. I know some of the ones that I've used has like a 0.79 nitrate and some of the ones have a 0.85. So it's it kind of just yeah, it's concentration level. So it just depends. And I'm I'm big on the maple sugar cure or brown sugar cure versus just a straight pink salt. You gotta try that on a brisket, see what it does. I bet it turned out pretty <laughs> it good. Would. I've used that on uh bacon before, it turns yeah, out good. Really. Yeah. It it's has most of that has like brown sugar too in it, don't it? It's got mm-hmm. so it's got maple flavoring probably mm-hmm. and brown sugar and mm-hmm. salt. You can buy several different varieties of that. Yeah. From I think ButcherSupply.net, I think, is where I got some before. But our local butcher shops here now carry it because a lot of barbecue teams do, you know, on the Memphis side, use it for their shoulders or hogs yeah, for a couple yeah. hours. Your little cure actually going. Well, if it, they have a maple flavor, do they have other flavors? Yeah, they do have a brown sugar flavor. Then they have a maple sugar cure. And I want to say they had a couple more, but I've always used a maple one. Yeah. Processor's Choice is the brand, yes. isn't it? Yeah, Processor's that's the one, I, if I can remember, we used to buy it was pretty good. I mean, if you're into curing stuff, you can make ham with it. It's really, it's really they sell it for bacon. It's made to be injected mm-hmm. into bacon because it has a, on the directions on that processor's choice stuff tells you how much to inject per pound or whatever. But most people rub it on and wash it off and barbecue. It's kind of, it gives it some flavor, but it mainly gives it that old false smoke grain. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, you, you need something to help with that whole hog. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you yeah, know, it just. That, trying to fool them judges, right? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't about. know what you're talking about either. I'm getting into uncharted water. I plead the fifth. Let's, let's move on. Next question, Michelle. Uh, this is kind of for both of you. Do you ever buy organic grass-fed beef, or do you just get whatever they have at the smoker? Or, sorry, whatever they have at the grocery store? I, you know, I don't go out of my way looking for grass-fed beef. I know it's probably the healthier way, but I like a corn-fed cow myself. <laughs> <laughs> that one tastes good. They're fattier. But most of the time, I just get whatever steaks they have at the store. Yeah. Um, now, if I'm ordering something special from a butcher, I'm wanting some prime that's really, you know, marbled up. I don't know. What, I don't know what that cow's been eating. It's whatever it is. It's put some fat in it, which is good. 
do you? I mean, I'm not a huge hardcore grass fan person myself because I think it has like a a, a certain kind of taste maybe that I didn't grow up on eating. You know, my grandmother and them, we we killed cows when I was younger, and like Malcolm, they were all corn fed and pigs, and you know, we we cured our own stuff and cared a whole cow to the butcher once it was slaughtered and, you know, had it processed. And that's what we ate when we were younger, you know. And so growing up on something, it's kind of hard to change to something that's, you know, you almost think, I mean, it's not spoiled by any means, but it's just a different taste. Yeah. Great. The deal with grass-fed is it's leaner. So it's supposed to be healthier for you. I ain't buying that. Yeah, I'm all about uh, the fat. Yeah, that's where it's <laughs> at. That's where the flavor's at. If I'm going to eat healthy, I'm going to eat a salad. So you don't. The, so que- the, his, the follow-up question is, uh, is organic tastier? It mm. might be better for you, but it's, I've never found it so. was tastier. I don't think so. I think Unless you're getting into I think like it's a way from or... sell it more expensive. <laughs> really. Somebody said pastrami ribs next. And now I do want to try that, but I want to do the uh, plate you ribs. Yeah, you same way. You do the it the same way. way. It's just it's, it's beef the same way. You know, the really the cut that they traditionally use for pastrami is not the brisket. It's it's called the navel, beef navel, which is, I mean, it comes off that chest area on down, but that's traditionally what's used um, here in the United States is when they start using brisket for it. And that's what a lot of times we see, but it's very rare that you even see a whole brisket pastrami. Most of the time they always split it. And even some of the, when I was doing some research on it, Meathead saw it at Mason Ribs. He said that he recommends you do the point or the flat. You don't do the whole because of how... It's harder to get all the brine into the meat to get it cured all the way through. So if you have a smaller piece of it, a smaller chunk of it, you know that you've got better chance of getting it all the way through there. Well, and and talking about the the pastrami beef ribs, you know, Billy Durney does the pastrami bacon, cured bacon. He does pork belly like that really? up at his restaurant. So he, he does the exact process we did just with pork belly. Yeah, with pork. You belly. could use any meat. Pastrami then, is really just it's not it's not beef. It's a way of curing meats and smoking it. So I think he cuts it in a thick slice and then he actually grills it off to get some char marks on it. As from the pictures that I've seen on, I want to try media. that. That sounds people good. rave over it. They yeah. say it's incredible. Well, you know, I've seen duck pastrami. I've seen goose pastrami. I mean, there's you can any kind of meat can can be turned into it. I guess you could do turkey pastrami. Yeah, I've seen turkey pastrami too. Yeah, this one says I didn't take Malcolm for a Bush Light fan. The bushel, man. That, you remember when I bought that bushel? We were over there duck hunting. The bushel. That's right. I couldn't. It was in Arkansas. They sell 30 packs. We don't get 30 packs in Mississippi, but they had them over there. The bushel of bush light. Yeah, the bushel something else. That, yeah, bushel, that bushel will get you. It'll get you. I can guarantee you. The only reason why I bought it is because it got deer on the can. I was like, had some deer ducks on there. I saw You want to be in trying something the whole, you want to get the whole experience. I got the whole experience. It. Yeah. The whole experience. I don't drink a bush light every once in a while. I'm not prejudiced as long as it's wet and cold. I'm pretty much drinking it. <laughs> I'm a little prejudiced. Are you? Myself. Yeah. You don't like yeah. a I drink a I'm, PBR. I'm peculiar. Yeah. High life. I mean, I don't, I don't care. Have you ever seen Malcolm turn down a drink? Yeah. No. Oh, we got it. High life. Like, okay. You see, turn it up, but not now. <laughs> yeah. And this person said um, they actually talked with Jimmy from Grillwood, and he had high price for you. Well, uh, thank you, Jimmy. I like Jimmy. You're, good yeah, guy. you know Jimmy. You turned Jimmy into I, barbecue. I actually, yeah, I'm the one that got Jimmy started with the whole barbecue world. Uh, met him at the cleaners one morning, <laughs> dropping off <laughs> really? some stuff to cleaners, and he. I had some chefs coach with me that day, and and Jimmy does a little catering, and 
you know, he was in a tree truck. And I said, man, you ever get any wood? And he's like, what do you want? And, you know, we got to talking. And I said, you ought to start selling the barbecue team. Just put it in a burlap sack and spray, on it, spray paint on the outside of it. And <laughs> he's like, well, here's my card. Call me. And, it, you know, I kind of helped him get going there. And um, I love the fresh wood that he cuts. Yeah. I mean, I really do. Yeah, you started business, huh? He got me some fresh peach here a couple of weeks oh, ago. Oh, really? He ain't got but a little bit of it, but boy, yeah. it's good. Have you, tr- you tried it? Oh, yeah. That's Is that what you won first place with? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I took a little first place rib again. First one of the season. A little fresh peach action. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about us last week. He, you went to Traeger, too. Um, we briefly mentioned we were going last week, but what, what was going on there, they were relaunching um, their grill line. They did. They did a whole bunch of uh, uh, improvements on it, and we may talk about some of that. But I just want to talk about the trip. Uh, I thought it was cool. I mean, I didn't have any idea that Traeger's setup was going to be like it was. I mean, I've been to a couple different grill manufacturers, and they're you know serious operations. But Traeger's thing is like cutting edge stuff they're doing there. I, you know, honest. This is honest. I thought they were just ordering grills. And having them made out of the country and then putting them out and had really great distribution. I had no idea the engineering was going into it, their sales team, everything they were doing. I, I didn't I didn't know they had a test kitchen, but it was pretty slick. How many employees are there? Do you know? About, I think they employ about 140. Really? Total here. Oh, well, I think at that office and then I think uh, at their other offices, it ranges anywhere from 40 to 60, I think. They had 20 oh. engineers mm-hmm. working on these grills. I mean, who knew yeah. that? I mean, it's pellet grill. I mean, what, what, is, what is there to it? I mean, I, I told somebody earlier this week, it really sold me on the whole Traeger lifestyle. I've been a Traeger fan for a while. I've been cooking on them, you know, uh, you know, as Chad's good friend of mine, the director of marketing for them. And, and, um, of course I cooked on them and I liked them, but that trip just kind of the lifestyle and everything they're doing, like you said, and the work that they put into it kind of just pushed me over the edge to be, a Traeger man for life. Yeah. I mean, it did. So you like them? It was impressive. I do. <laughs> man, I thought. It was, it was like going to what I would imagine like uh, an Apple launch party or a Google, you know. It was something that we've never seen before or experienced before. It reminded me a lot of going to Getty's home office when I was there. Yeah, I've never been. Uh, as far as the the feeling and the ambiance. But, but Traeger took it to a new level. The test kitchen is kind of an understatement of how big the. Yeah. The test kitchen. They cook lunch every single day. I mean, we all seen the menus and stuff, and the food that they put out was just. I mean, I was blown away by the beef rib that they cooked. Yeah, yeah. I mean, blown away. It was awesome. I mean, the. Uh, I mean, so we hit the ground, and we weren't there very many days. Was it two nights, three nights, something like that? We hit the ground. We had a delay in Houston flying, and we finally got there. We hit the ground, put our suitcases up in the hotel room, met y'all back downstairs. They put us on a bus. And we were going to, um, I guess it was kind of a welcome reception mm-hmm. kind of deal that night. Um, light hors d'oeuvres and open bar and bowling. and They had all arcade games, full tables. Key two words, open bar. Open, <laughs> yeah. But what the cool thing was, is we went up through the canyon. This was like, we were in Utah, Salt Lake City. And they, we drove up through the canyon to Park City, up there where the, Olympic, where the Olympics were held. And we saw, I mean, we saw that ski jump. Would you mm-hmm. fly down it? You know. Oh, he said he's going down it naked. <laughs> that was after, <laughs> that that was after, after some Coors Light. Depends on how much that open bar out there <laughs> yeah. had. Yeah. I mean, it, it was uh, just on the ride up there, going back to that before I get into that part. Uh, 
you remember seeing the elk on the yeah, side of the road? Yeah, I had a note on that, man. We saw, we saw some moose. Yeah. They were, they, just, were, they were just hanging out. I was like, yeah. man, snow mountains, beautiful, beautiful. I hadn't seen snow all winter long. I mean, yeah, and we get incredible. up there, and it's I see why people are drawn to that part of the country. It, it was beautiful. I'm definitely going back to hang out when it's not kind of like a, a work venture yeah. for me. I'm not into uh, skiing, but I can, <laughs> I'm a snow I can hang out at the chalet. I'm a snow <laughs> With your bush line. We're going to put you on one of them, uh, what's the snowboard and send you down at ski jumps. <laughs> That's it. But, but the whole bowling alley thing was really cool. The meet and greet and got to see a lot of people that didn't know, like Dan Henderson from the UFC. Yeah. Chad Mendez from the UFC. Uh, Tim Montana. Yeah. Guy, Tim Montana. Man, I had no idea. He was like some um, big country music guy. I've done some events with Tim before in Nashville. Really? Yeah. For Traeger. And, uh, he hates beer. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a character. He is. Good guy. But there was just so many people. And the owner of the company, you know, he was like, if you didn't know who he was, you'd have thought he was just another normal guy. Yeah. I mean, because when I pointed him out to you, you were like, that's the owner. You know, really? CEO. What is his name? Uh, Jeremy? Yeah. 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 He's a cool guy. Super, super nice guy. Does not get any better. Um, I mean, they, they really embraced the whole family thing and the whole like I said, lifestyle of cooking. Well, I didn't know. I didn't know very many people there. I knew Chad. And that's who invited us out there, Chad Ward. He's, he, I guess, he is their kind of director of, of marketing, of marketing, barbecue teams, all that stuff. And then I knew Danielle, well, and Matt. Those are the and Cosmo. And Cosmo. Well, Cosmo kind of came too. That's the only people I knew. The whole, you know, the rest of them were all new friends. Because I mean, and then I met a ton of people that you know followed our stuff or that you know that that just. Like, so a lot cool. of big time Instagrammers there. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's and so that's yeah. pretty much who was there. It was social media type influencer people that that had uh, you know interesting stuff going on. It didn't necessarily have to be in the uh, competition or full time barbecue world. Because um, like you said, there was these guys that were like had um, hunting and guide service companies that that had going on. There's those UFC guys. I mean, there was there's. People from all over. There was just some, uh, there's some ladies there I met that just did blogs, but they were, you know, they, they just like to cook. And I guess Traeger had, had got up with them and they're, they're cooking on Traegers now and, mm-hmm. and loving it. So they had a lot of distributors too. A lot, there's yeah. a lot of distributors. Yeah, there's a lot of distributors. I think, I want to say in our, in like the group we were in, wasn't there, wasn't there like a hundred people? And then there was probably another hundred that were just there hanging out too. Yeah. They so there's probably at least they had some of their higher end platinum dealers, I think. There, yeah, some of the they came in stores. on the tour buses and stuff that they took us out to the. That's the uh, thing they pick you up on. They picked you up from the hotel. Charter buses. Charter bus you wherever you needed to go. Yeah, that was cool. The experience showing up at Traeger was pretty. It was crazy on Saturday morning. Yeah, I mean a Friday morning. Friday morning, yeah. Like Saturday. Because you show up there and it. You were, I was expecting some offices, you know. I was not expecting a compound. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much. When you, you went in, and like the retail side, this test kitchen, or no, it wasn't the test kitchen downstairs. It was more like of a classroom type setting where they had all their cameras, and that's where we did. I don't know if anybody watched the the live, live feed. feed thing, but that was where it was, and it was just this huge room set up with like a countertop where you could do demos and had the you know light rigs over the top, the mirror, the stuff back behind it. That was a huge room. Then they had the retail shop, and they had some um, – Research and development. Research and development was down there. Then you went upstairs, and it was all glass wall offices, 
And then you got to the test kitchen. And I, would you call it a test kitchen or would you just call it a full-blown commercial kitchen? I would say the full-blown commercial kitchen part. And then they had, you know, you walk into the, like the bar area where the seating's at and had two fountain drink machines and, you know, the menus. It's, and It was kind of like know, a, a high restaurant. Top yeah, it was kind of like a there. restaurant setting. It was. Yeah. And then they had a T-shirt shop set up. <laughs> they had there, a stage. There, yeah, they had a. Full-blown stage with a band playing. I'm still disappointed you didn't ride the pig, man. Yeah, I should have. The pig bull. I had that on there about riding the pig bull. I didn't have enough to drink. Well, one thing. You remember what you told me, right? What? When I said, are you going to ride the bull? And you said, the bull better worry about riding me. (laughs) (laughs) I think I could have took it. That man would have been upset if I tore tore his pig off his thing. Wrestled it down like a bear. That would have been funny to have a video. Uh, instead of having a bull, to clarify, instead of having a bull I thought it was ride, a fight. <laughs> the UFC guys there, I thought, I didn't, I didn't want to Well, y'all, y'all missed when we went into the office part, and there's a video floating around. I'm sure it's going to surface on the internet before long, but one of the guys from Foul Life, uh, who's uh, on the hunting side of it, and the UFC guys were in there, and they put a bottle up uh, about as high as a, High top table, and they bet Chad a hundred dollars he couldn't kick it off. <laughs> off the empty, table, uh, empty Tito's vodka bottle. And uh, you did you watch the video? I think I did. See Somebody slow moted and and he barely kicked that bottle off. There, you could have fit a piece of paper in between the table <laughs> and the bottom of his shoe. But even the owner was in there, and everybody and everybody went ballistically wild. Even though glass got sprayed all over everybody's <laughs> desk, it was just one of those awesome moments that you knew you wanted to be involved. Yeah. I didn't. I wasn't there. I saw the video. I saw the video. He did it with a lot of grace. He did. He did a full blown crank kick. Yeah, he was. Karate kid. Karate kid. He karate kid it. The um, when we first got there, they had a whole breakfast set up. That was the first thing they hit you with. That you get there. And everything had so much detail to it. Like the M&M's had Traeger on it. You know, your oh, cup yeah. had Traeger on it. You know, your shirt. Shot glasses. But the yeah. best thing was the Bloody Mary bar. That's what, yeah. yeah. I wanted to talk about that. That was over the I'm, top. I'm going to I'm going to create one. Like, I mean, that's, I love Bloody Mary's. I'm already on it from Memphis and Maine. Are you really? How are you going to do that's it? So idea. I'm, I'm going to look, get a trough and probably not quite as big as yeah, that. That's a good and idea. I'm going to use some of the bus tubs, uh, like, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, we buy at Sam's Club. Yeah. And I was going to build it up in there to put ice and all my stuff in there and fill it up with greenery. That way you're not filling that whole tub yeah. up with ice. Yeah. Cause it's like a big watering trough, yeah. like a, a mm-hmm. livestock watering trough. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure and they did something similar. Did you, know, you to elevate it? Who got a pit? I didn't get a picture of the full, like, I've got a couple pictures. Yeah. I did a video, but I hadn't. You still have that? Yeah, yeah, and I'm working on putting a video together of the whole experience. The way they had it set up, I mean, was it mason jars or some kind of? All the ingredients were in it. Man, they had everything. I'm talking. Well, even they know, had smoked meats on the end. You know, chicken yeah. wings oh, yeah. and ribs and shrimp, what else? Uh, and, shrimp and sausage. Was it sausage or it was bacon? Bacon, bacon, bacon. 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 That's it was right. candy bacon. Candy, too. yeah, candy maples, and everything was cooked on a Traeger. That was what was cool about it. Yeah. But they had every kind of garnish you could put on the Bloody Mary. I mean, peppers, Insane. celery, I mean, the whole green bean, everything pickled. I mean, it was. The glass wasn't big enough to hold all the garnish. Yeah. No, you'd have needed a pitcher. Well, yeah, to it do was it. nuts. But they was pouring, the Tito's was flowing, which I was glad to see that. That's my, that's my vodka. I got choice. a mimosa, and they put Tito's in the mimosa <laughs> with the well, champagne. That's a true, that's a true mimosa. Uh, True. It was true. Wasn't it was it? true. I'm kind of a point set of man myself. You like the cranberry? <laughs> I like the cranberry instead of the orange yeah. juice. Nothing wrong with that. I like champagne, so 
And then I had a, well. <laughs> did you do the shot? They did, um, what do they call them, Traeger bombs? Traeger bombs. Yeah, it was pretty, was it Bloody Mary shot pretty much? It was Bloody Mary and Tito's and a burn-in sticking out of the top Skewered of it. on top of it. The burn-in was good. That burn-in was really good. <laughs> yeah. Really good. Somebody took some time to cut so those perfectly they square. They, they just used the staff to cut I would stuff. imagine Curtis and Jason and several of the other guys. They did a good job. Um, they did a good job, man. There was some the food was But every little you know, every few minutes there was something like that, like a little Traeger bomb with a burn in, you know, then you had this awesome Bloody Mary bar and then you turned around and I mean it was just constantly something that was it was the attention to detail was well, then we went and watched the launch, and then we went back upstairs for lunch. Like right two and a half hours later, we're eating lunch <laughs> in these massive beef ribs. And I didn't notice that the Traeger grill up there, I didn't know it was a cake at first. I didn't that see looked that. like a Timberline grill. That was a cake. So all the cake that was on the table at lunchtime, yeah, they cut that, that up. That was a cake. It was a whole full size replica of a Did Timberline. Did you get a picture of that? Yes. There were so many grills sitting around. I didn't. Do you know how long it had to take to make that thing that big? (laughs) I didn't. I wonder if Duff made it for him. Where was it? Where where was it? It was sitting, you know, like we went down the food line where the breakfast was at and where the lunch was at. It was sitting right to the right of it right there. It looked big? like a real grill. I thought it was just up there. Yeah. Until somebody said, uh, it was Candace, she said, that's a cake. And I'm like, no, it's not. Not. You know, I kind yeah. of poked it over here. And I was like, damn, that is <laughs> a cake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cake. Oh, no. I didn't I'm try the cake. It had fondant ice on it. Yeah, that was one thing. I didn't, I didn't try any of the, yeah. the cake. Or, I did try the bread pudding. That was good. Yeah. It was like a blueberry bread pudding, and it was yeah. really, it was, it was Did you get in the smoked banana pudding at dinner? I didn't, man, by the time, uh, I didn't even want any dinner. It was dinner? So, yeah, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so they You were there, but you wasn't there. They had a break after oh, lunch. Did we do another presentation after? Yeah, they, they, did, did, a, they presentation. did a small one, and then we kind of hung out a while, and that's when Chad was Karate Kid and all that, and then. They ran kinda, everybody out. They ran everybody out so they could reset for dinner, and we we kind of went back to hotel. And I think y'all went we over to a, a local watering hole they had over there. <laughs> I got That's out my Yelp and put in bar, <laughs> and it said we went around the corner yeah. and blocked down. We found That's where this we went cool wrong. place. It was called the Ruin, and man, they had any kind of bourbon you wanted in there, and we just had our own tasting. We tried some. I mean, they were making drinks and. I met the owner, and there was nobody. In, we were the only yeah, ones that we come in. Because you was, know, we've been drinking all morning, having you know drinks all morning. We hit this place, and this like this lady was glad to see us behind the bar. And we sat there. We didn't. I don't even think we ordered anything except drinks, did we? No, we didn't. That's what we need to do. Wednesday at Memphis May is have a bourbon tasting. Yeah, definitely. I've, oh, you man, know, I've got, got a few that. bottles of Pappy Van Winkle. Yeah, have you had Some it? It's well, not that good. I mean, it's just one the of those wellers, things like to say you got better, it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I do happen to have four unopened bottles. Yeah. The the Weller is really good. That's one of my favorites. But the Pappy, it's it's okay. It ain't. I don't think it's worth. I mean, I guess just because it's rare. But I mean, I know it's not a hardcore bourbon, but I'm still a Sigma Seven man yeah. at heart. Yeah. <laughs> but I want to drink a lot. Yeah, seven and seven. And that's it all day long. Can't it's go hard wrong to beat that. Jack Daniels, to be completely honest with you. See, that's what she likes. Yeah. She I, I like Jefferson Ocean. I like Woodford. That's like if I'm I like Woodford in, and Ginger Ale. Yeah, I and do. I do Jack and Ginger. That's my yeah. house, bourbon Woodford. It is. That's what I. That's, if you come to my house, that's the house. That's the house. If you want the whale, that's the whale. The whale, the whale is Woodford. 
Anything else you got a special request? It's a top shelf. <laughs> but then after they did all that, they brought everybody back for the party that night. Yeah, and the and it was kind of crazy. So what I was mean, for dinner. The the dinner yeah, was uh, yeah no they had yeah they had burn ins they had ribs they had chicken they had we're forgetting um, something though because they did the outdoor demos where they were oh yeah all that yeah. food outside that was before we you know that's some of the best stuff I had Diva's Diva Q was making those uh, pork collar tacos those were awesome. What was it you had? Was it elk, moose? Elk, oh, elk meat. It was elk had meat moose, balls, Had moose, moose balls. And moose, I've actually, that's sliders. what I'm looking on my phone now. It was, it was moose sliders. For like right the, here. Uh, Were they burgers? Here we no, go. We had we had baked pepper jack stuffed elk meatballs. Yep. We had grilled bacon wrapped venison. I had that. That was really um, good. That was good. David Q had the peachy barbecue pork tacos with a perfectly pink. Peach slaw. That was really good. Uh, we had a smoke pulled moose slider with red cabbage and pickled onions. That was good. And a cauliflower. Um, and to me, to be a vegetarian dish, the the whole grilled curry cauliflower with mint, toasted almonds, and um, Haas sauce. Was that was the she, keto lady that was there doing that? No, or? no. Her name was Amanda Haas. Oh, okay. was her name. And uh, it's Amanda Haas Cooks at, uh, or at Amanda Haas Cooks on Instagram. Uh, really, really nice lady. Uh, but it was, uh, she was super, super cool. Uh, it was good cauliflower. I mean, I thought it was pretty good. You're the one telling me you got to try it. I was oh, like, it, it was really good. For? It was really good. But That was like the cake. I was like, I ain't trying cake. But talking about the dinner menu, um, and the only way I can remember this, they had a grilled French onion dip. Really? And I'm telling you, it's on the Traeger website. And I will be making some for Memphis in May. I just—I guess they smoked the onions first and made really? it, okay. and it was so so good. I, I mean, so that. so good. And they what had are you a, using for the. Uh, they chips, use uh, chips or either a bread, yeah. Christini, and they had a baked bourbon pecan popcorn. They had smoked mixed nuts and Traeger smoked jerky. And Candace made a jar up of to go of the whole because they moved that display around the corner like I've we were going some out. Of that to go, yeah. And I've ate the whole jar. It was like a trail mix. It yes, it was so good. Yeah, so good. Nuts and, stuff. and at dinner they had uh, barbecue brisket burn ends, smoked chicken, uh, St. Louis ribs, the baked mac and cheese with jerky dust, baked cornbread pudding, roasted green beans with garlic and honey, and a green salad with grilled bacon and smoked buttermilk dressing. Hmm. And that yeah. was awesome. And we ate, uh, you know, we got a bite or two of everything of that. Uh, they were out of burn ends when we finally went up there. But the smoked banana pudding with a baked um, wafer crunch. Baked wafer crunch. Was insane. Like, just. I hate it, I didn't try it. Was totally blown away. I'm not going to lie. I had two of them. Really? It was, were they was, in like a little? They were little individual, individual cups, you know, uh, little clear plastic cups, you know. Yeah. Um, a little bigger than a shot glass. I mean, it was just unbelievable how good they were. There was, by that time, I would. I mean, we'd ate so much. I told you, I gotta have something to soak up all this food we've ate. Most <laughs> <laughs> time, it's opposite. <laughs> you well, you know the the, the mixologists they had at the bar. Oh man, what was those the mixed drinks. Were, those what was drinks the one really that, good. Well, I did that, have. Uh, I've, 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 that we were doing, it was like a. Did you take a picture of that? I did. I do have a. It was a spicy. It had a little bit of spice to it. Um, it was a bourbon because I got Cosmo on him. He was like, "Man, what's uh, that?" Bourbon, bourbon, bourbon. Let me go back to my list. I'm oh, sorry. You want to read that? Uh, Traeger Old Fashioned, a Timberline Buck, Traeger Lemonade, Smoky Mountain Bramble, and a Yardbird. 
I drank the brambles and the yard birds. Most of the yard birds was the rum. Yeah, rum, grilled pineapple juice. That's the thing. Which Every little thing was a uh, even things that you didn't have to put on the grill. They, they put it on the grill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The little touches Let me like that which are one crazy. Was I had on that list, because I, I know yeah, there was I, one I got you. Like, I got you the buck because I, I had tequila in it. That that was it. The Timberline buck. Man, that was good. Had grilled lemon in it. But the grilled Smoked lemon and pineapples they done for all the drinks and, and everything beer. else were really, really, like a, really good. It's kind of like a mule, like like a Mexican mm-hmm. mule. Because mm-hmm. it had tequila with the ginger beer and the grilled lemon. They did um, grilled, or I guess smoked orange juice for the the mimosas in the morning. How was that? I didn't even try that. They well, you know, they, they sell a smoked simple syrup. And they sell a Bloody Mary Timberline concentrate. Or, uh, theirs. Does? Yes, they do. And I've got some of both at home. And the, the Bloody Mary mix, they cut it. That's a concentrate in that small bottle. They cut it with like um, tomato juice. The Clamento. That yeah, Clamento right? or whatever. Clamento. Yeah, yeah. They, that's all Chad said. They Clam cut it with tomato. that. And I'm going to get a couple of cases of it from Memphis and May. It was, I thought it was a good Bloody Mary myself. Yeah, it was good. It was real that good. Morning. You know, I'm a Zing Zang just straight up if I'm using a bottle mix, but. Or what's the the one you turned me on to that's really Jimmy good? Loves. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Loves. Yeah, that's good. That is a really good one out of the bottle. And I want to give a quick thank you to Jake at the Barbecue Standard. He <laughs> got giving us a ride, ride home. <laughs> um, we just happened to be walking out the same time he was, and he gave us a ride home. Back and, to the hotel. Yeah, back not, to the not, hotel. He didn't drive us back to Hernando. I'm doing real nice of him. <laughs> <laughs> but he is the Barbecue Standard, so go check him out. They have a YouTube page. They're doing a lot of great videos. Instagram, too, right? Instagram, yeah, I'm sure. But he, um, he was kind enough to offer us a ride. Yeah, incredibly nice guy. We met some of the nicest people. So we went back to the hotel. It was like, you know, it was, I don't know, it was 9 o'clock. They were fixing to start. First bus was coming. I think we left there at nine forty five is when we finally. Well, we left. went back, we was like, We'll go back it's to the hotel. Got us some water, took it up to the room, and she was like, Let's just go have one beer at the bar. And it's like, Okay, you know, that'd be great. Now, sure it was really shell. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. So we went back down there and they said, you know, it's midnight. We got a plane to catch at seven or whatever it was. <laughs> no, our plane it wasn't it was on it was ten, so we got to sleep in an hour later than normal. So it all worked out. You, home you barely made that that connection. Well, that, we did have to. I mean, that was, that wasn't. A, we only had forty minutes at Minnesota to transfer from plane to plane. It was actually perfect because we got off that plane. We didn't rush any. We used the bathroom, got to the terminal, and I've never had a connection work out that well in a yeah. long yeah, as time. Yeah, as soon as y'all got there, we started boarding yeah. the plane because oh, we had no. been there about two hours. We, we got there before y'all. So about the new grills that they. So what what did you think about? Traeger's new improvements. So you've co- you've got more experience cooking on Traeger than I do. You know, I've been cooking on a Timberline a while, and um, I really like how the um, what are they calling it? How it heats up so much faster. The super sear or whatever it is. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I mean, it, I really like that option. Uh, I really do. Um, well, so those. I mean, the whole drivetrain. That's what they beefed up. They took yeah. it. They took it from an AC motor to DC motor. And made it to where it's so much stronger, and then they put in an anti-reverse on it. So if it jams up, if any, there, there's no more jam ups. It'll revert. It won't just keep binding and break something. But it, but they beefed up the motor like no other auger in the industry, from what they said. I don't, I don't know what augers other people have, but that was one of their big selling points. The cool thing to me was they put a daggum pellet sensor 
on those timberlines to where, you know, it's all got the Wi-Fi technology and all that. And some people use it, some people don't. But it works great, but it also have a sensor in there. So if you're getting low on pellets, it'll tell you. And I thought that was cool. They had that set up, tested it, and they had different things going to show you. that You go up there and you draw stuff out of this little dispenser, and it was reading when the level would get low, and it'd send it to you on your app, on your phone, that you're low on pellets or whatever it is. That, that's pretty cool technology. Yeah, because I've had some long cooks before, and, I, you know, me being me, I would get up every two hours to check everything. Yeah, to make sure you had pellets. You know, when I was just cooking, you know, six or seven butts, and I've cooked eight butts on my Timberline 850 many times. And so to get up and check it and all that, now not having to do that with the new grill it's going to be a whole lot nicer. So well, now I completely basically, let it run out before when I was cooking here. You know, he was off doing something, and he asked me to cook something for him, and I've let it run out before. Well, if we'd had an alarm, you'd have been – I would have known. The cool thing about their <laughs> – it's not like Bluetooth-based. It's straight up in the cloud. So you can – I could be in Salt Lake City, and Shell could be firing up the grill, and I can tell what's going on. I can adjust the temperature with it. I can know when the pellets are getting low. Can you adjust the temperature from the app? Yeah. Well, that's what they said. I hadn't, I hadn't, I don't have it. Yeah, I don't do that. They sent, um, I've got the, uh, what's it called? Pro 575. Mm -hmm. And what they do now, they have three different levels, basically, of grills, it looks like. They've got the Pro 575 and then a Pro 750, I think. And then they've got this inner middle ground kind of model. What are they called? Ironwoods? The Ironwood. Mm -hmm. And there's two or three sizes of those. And then they have the Timberlines, which is like their top of the line Traeger. I don't know if it gets any better than Timberline. It don't. And I've actually got all three. Well, I don't have the new Timberline, but I've got the Pro 575 that I just put together. Yeah. And I just put together the Ironwood also. And so you, got, you have all three then. I do, but I do, we're supposed to get the new ones sometime the end of April, the new timber lines with the pellet sensor. And well, that's what I want to tell you. It. I want, I'd love to cook on that 1300 timber line. That cooker looks amazing. I mean, it's, it's the biggest, the biggest one of the new lineups that has all this latest technology on it. I'm ready to cook about a four pound tomahawk on one. With their cast iron set that I've got, I'm ready to do something like that. I've got to see if my grill grates will fit on this, uh, this, this is the one I have, the, was it 575? Mm -hmm. Cause it's supposed to sear it. Man, I'll tell you what, I fired it up and just, just the time to see how long it takes to max out temp. It's like eight minutes from start. So as hot as the thing will go, eight minutes flat, and I'm gonna find out if you can sear steak on it. I don't know. I just wanted to see. Mark I guess you could do it. it. On yeah, he does. The grillers, the grillers do it. Yeah. He don't tell you the mods though. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I don't have to mod this trigger. <laughs> I might not should have said that. <laughs> it's sad now. But that's what I want to cook on the Timberline, the thirteen hundred. They you really can just about get a small whole hog on it. It's big. I mean, it's pretty good. Well, size. you know, a lot of people cook some. Um, where's my mind at here? Like Suckl- you, like you cook before the sucklings. Yeah, yeah you sucklings. Can get yeah, you see there. several people cook. You get those on there, no problem. I'm just wondering how many. Like, could you put? A, no head, of course, but could you get a small hog? I bet you. Oh, I'm sure. It. Yeah. Be close to it. Not for competitions, but. No, I mean, I'm not talking about comps. I'm just talking about to cook one. Because yeah. everybody wants us to know what you can cook one on. I don't have any idea what the price point is on those. The deal with the timber about 2, lines. 2000 Are they? Mm-hmm. The deal with the timber lines are you, not all the Traeger dealers sell them. 
Like you, you got to be a top. You know, you got to. I think you have to be a platinum dealer. Is that what, what it is mm-hmm. to, to 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 get those grills? So you don't. You're not going to see them in Home Depot. Well, you know the, the the Pro Series, the new ones, are five seventy five. So it's already at Home Depot right now. Oh, really? Yeah, it's What's in Olive Branch for? right now. What uh, can you get like the five seventy five for? I think it's about uh, seven hundred. Is it? Yeah, I think it's about seven. That's not bad. No, Six it's fairly reasonable. Yeah, yeah. It's on par with you know the the other entry level pellet grills. I would say. Yeah. They hey, they did have a cool little. Uh, I guess it was a tailgater. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Was a, I'd like to see how that grill actually. You talking about the Ranger, the little tabletop? Yeah, this is Ranger. Is that what it was? I'm little... supposed to be getting one of those. You know, it's got cast iron with it, and a lot of people are using those for SCA contests now. Really? Yes. Oh, I haven't seen one. That's for I've never seen one. Hmm? How hot will those get? I think right at 500. They got to get pretty hot because the, the, the fire pot's right there and the grill's on top yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah. You don't have any choice. It's got a little diver- uh, deflector, but. There's not much to it. I mean, it would set. It's not much bigger than your laptop, really. I mean, maybe two laptops wide. Yeah. I mean, it, it'll set. That's like about right it. About two it. laptops wide. Think of a briefcase. It's kind yeah. of the size of it. It's got the hopper on one side, and then the grates. I mean, it's kind of narrow. You know, you don't have a huge cooking surface on it. But for grilling a couple steaks, you could do it all day long. What does that one retail for? I'm unsure. Yeah. You know what I want? I want one of those. Have you seen the ammo can? It's, I think, M Grills the or something. C4s or whatever. Yeah, man, I think that's the coolest thing. Those are cool. It's just a can. You flip the lid up and they make a grill grate and it goes right there and you dump your ash and your coals right well, in. Well, you know, their other one that they had, the smaller version than that, uh, I seen Dylan Lip out of Chicago. You know him? Mm-hmm. Smoke Daddy, I think, is what he goes by. I, don't, I, I, um, I think I know who you're talking about. He was at the Ace Hardware trade show when I was up there with Traeger and they had like a steak deal. Was he cooking he, on them? He won that contest on that. No, really? He come walking in with one of those and his grill grate spatula in his hand and his seasoning, and he That's won cool. that contest on that. That might be the smallest grill someone's won one with then. That'd be something good to go to the Bahamas with, wouldn't that's it? That's what I was that, You know, and that's what got, I was looking for grills. And I told Shell I'd seen this ammo cast. I mean, I can, I can put that in a suitcase. And then you might have to leave it there. I probably wouldn't fly back with it, but I'd find a friend there and give it to him or something. But that would be a perfect, I mean, just to cook two steaks on, and I'm, I might have to check in and get one of those. Oh, yeah. I'm pull, I pulled up this Ranger pellet grill. That is kind of neat. It's a little taller. That's crazy that that's a pellet. It's like a little suitcase or a little, little yeah. brief, thick briefcase. Yeah. It? it retails for about 400 400 bucks. That's crazy that's a pellet grill. And a lot <laughs> of people are using them for tailgates and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. You're limited on your, you know, surface. Does it say that? The rack size on there. It weighs sixty pounds. That's pretty heavy. That's heavier than I thought it's it would be. It says like you can like do six burgers. Cooking yeah. capacity is one hundred and eighty-four square inches. Not that big. It'll hold eight pounds of pellets. That's wow. I wonder how hot it'll get. Heath, we need to put that to the test. They I think it's yeah. four fifty is what it goes really? up to. They say, but you know, with grill grates on it, it's going to get way hotter than that. Yeah, it's going to give you another two hundred probably. Yeah, I bet. I bet if it'll, if you get that thing four fifty, you could get a great temperature. But if we knock that deflector out, then we get more than that out of it. <laughs> you have, yeah. have a hell of a hot spot. That modification. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. So, um, one thing that I was impressed with is uh, the R and D that they're putting these Traeger grills through. We walked outside and there was a Traeger going. And um, grill hell is what they call it. They had water going on. It's like they had a hurricane simulation. He said he ran that for six months on that thing. Like they had these, was it 
there was two of them, and I think it. I don't think it was timber. They were these were just like the regular pros. They had a timberline out there, and it was sitting at about five hundred and fifteen degrees. Had gotten hotter, and it was pouring down the rain on it nonstop the whole time we were there, and it held between four ten. I'm excuse me, between five ten and five fifteen the whole time we were there. Yeah, but it's not like it's just on top of it. They've got water blowing on the controls, trying to get it in the doors. I mean, they're trying. They're trying to tear it up. Is basically what they're doing. And I, I was like, I, like, I got to talk to this guy, the guy, the engineer that was out there running. I was like, so how long does it take this thing to break, man? What are you seeing? What's you know, what are some of the problems y'all are seeing? And he was, you know, he was, he was, he'd kind of tell you what was going on. He said, like, over time, you know, they're gonna, they're gonna tear up, but nobody's gonna leave one outside in a rainstorm for six months like that. <laughs> I mean, that was that was crazy. I, when I saw it, I was like, oh, that's so embarrassing that one of their grills caught on fire today. I thought they were putting <laughs> they were, it out. No, they were trying to get it to, weren't they? <laughs> well, you know what was pretty neat, too? They had the fire pot separated off Pulled completely of the Traeger, yeah, and yeah. they had it sitting there and had a mesh screen over it, and they were using them just burning to show you how the fire pot worked. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't realize that grill would do that. No, that, Any of them. So yeah. they're detaching the pellet hopper from it, and it's got the, the whole shaft attachment and all in the pot. And they're sitting out there burning, and we talked to the engineer guy. I think it was me and you mm-hmm. that that would be cool to make a crawfish pot yeah, out of yeah, for yeah. a burn pot and all that. And he was like, "You know what? That's a good idea." <laughs> and I mean, that, I never thought they would run outside of the the thing. I didn't. That. I didn't. I mean, I had no clue. They just had one sitting on table running like that. Mm-hmm. Just sitting there running. They had one completely cut in half, so you could actually see how it works. You know, and they were running the pellets through it, and that was. I mean, just the. The R and D that goes into those, and, and the time that they're really spending on, you know, researching it, and, and it was impressive. The whole the whole experience in Traeger. I'll tell was you, really I just impressive. thought I didn't know that much about Traeger. I mean, I cooked yeah. on the Timberline that I have, but my first ever, and I told Chad this first ever Traeger I ever saw um, was bad. Do you remember Bad Bob? I Dyersburg? do. I do. He was a Traeger dealer. Yeah, he was the only person I knew that had them, and he had one. We were cooking up at. I want to say it's Kennett, Kennett, Missouri, back in the day, and Memphis and May sanctioned contest, and he had that one up there, but it was like a had a garage door on it. It's like this big square box. I don't know what model it is. I don't even that know was a trailer model. It. I don't even know if they still sell it. Do they? I think you can still custom order. It's got the big double handle garage, and that was the first time I ever. And I always said, man, if I ever get a chance, I want one of those. And that's been before I ever had a trailer. Like we were just throwing crap in the back of a truck and cooking contest. Oh, I had a little technical difficulty, but where was I? So that was the first time I ever saw a Traeger. It was the big garage door model. And it's like like you said, it's on an axle pull behind. And after that, you know, Traegers were just, they've been around a long time. They're making, you know, pellet grills. So I guess they had a restructuring in the company. The guys, that Jeremy and all of his crew are coming in now and are running it. And uh, they, they actually bought it. it. They, they bought, bought it. it, yeah. I think he... Um Owned or either was a big investor in Skull Candy. Yeah, those ear, sold ear, out earbuds, had, right? Yeah, and had an investment group, and they bought Traeger and turned it around and turned it around. And so they got a bad rep because I mean everybody was like, "Oh, this is just Chinese junk," you know, they're just cheap pellet grills or whatever. Well, they've totally changed that. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying it's the best one on the market, but man, they're they're they got to be up there with what they're doing. It is very much up there, and you know. I don't know. I, I hate to even say this, but I'm going to say it. You know, a lot of people say, you know, Chinese made this and that. But in the scope of things, what 
the shirt you're probably wearing is probably made overseas, and the phone that you're it's using. It's the place they make big man clothes. Yes, it. I feel you. <laughs> you know, and so you, there's no really true way to gauge that. You know what I mean? It's all about cost. We've we've gotten spoiled a lot of things, but they to reiterate, they do a really good job. They're over there in their plants. They own the plants over there. It's not like that they're subcontracting their work out. I mean, they really do an excellent job with everything that they do. I mean, I, all I know is their grills are cooking good. So they put off some that's, good meat. I cooked some good swordfish last night. On really? That's what you know. I got that down to ask you. I know I've been following your Instagram, Heath Prowls Barbecue on Instagram. Um, and man, you've been cooking some stuff up at home. You're gonna start. I know you texted me the other day, told me you bought you a new camera. I did. I'm gonna I'm con Michelle and showing me a few things. Are you, you gonna know, start and, making some videos? Stuff yeah, I'm gonna stuff. try. You know, there's a lot of um, um, people asking nonstop, and I do eventually want to get into that. I'm not gonna jump in it like you are at first. You know, like y'all are. Uh, but putting out a video there. here and there. Okay. You know what I mean? And uh, and you've probably heard me say it before. I'm not going to be cooking no 35 contest a year anymore. I want to cut back and, um, you know, sales on products are really good. And just moving the whole, uh, doing some instructional videos and just having a good time with it. Yeah. So, um, so that's a good segue to, we've never talked about kind of your credentials, but you've been, how many times have you been NBN team of the year? I've been NBN team of the year overall four times. I've been whole hog team of the year three times. I've been pork team of the year four times. And I've been rib team of the year five times. And um, Do you think rib is your strongest category? Now, yeah, it is. But, I mean, it's, it's kind of like if I focus all my effort on something, I know what I can do with it in pork or hog wouldn't be much to come back. But I'm kind of over to the point of – cooking and staying up all night and, <laughs> so you're you cooking know. ribs because it's easy well you know at an mbn you know you cook uh you know one category can win grand yeah and so i can go cook a rib and you know if i can get in there i'm always in the hunt you know that kind of shot yeah yeah and uh I, I relay it to the old one bullet in the gun that's all i need and, so you uh, is that what you're doing is getting ready for memphis and May? i'm getting ready for memphis and may i'm gonna cook these i've cooked one one first place ribs with it um and uh, there's four more contests before Memphis. Wow, is there that many? There's four. and uh, All NBN? All NBN. And so I plan on cooking all four of those before Memphis. And after that, my cooking's probably going to slow down dramatically and be one here or there in between. Are you going to bring a Traeger out to that SCA contest next week and cook ribs? Uh, I am. They got a – I didn't even sign up. I just signed up for steak. But they what, have the a rib category. It's inside. It's it's a Horn Lake contest in South Haven. Oh, that's okay. not confusing. They anymore. moved it uh, to the uh, Sportsman's Warehouse yeah. parking location. Yeah, yeah. yeah I heard but I do. I got to get signed up for that. But I am going I signed to up yesterday. Um, cook ribs there. That that'd be a good little tune up too for me. And they supply the ribs there, right? Yeah, they give you two slabs. I, yeah. They. I, I was listening to one of the local uh, it was Super Talk Radio today. I had it on the truck when I was riding around, and guy was on there. I can't remember. John Dave, Young, Jim, Dave Young, man. Dave Young. Yeah, he was on there talking about it, and that's how I didn't even know they were doing ribs. And I signed up, and of course, Waylon's going to cook steak. Michael's going to cook steak with Rochelle. But uh, I may add ribs. I don't know. You might as well. Might I was thinking, well. I mean, nothing wrong with there. second. There's nothing yeah. wrong with it. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Don't make me bring that Pro 575. Uh, Show them how to cook a pellet rib. Ain't nothing to it. Nothing to it. So. Talking yeah. about Memphis and May, what do you think? What, what's going on? I know you've been watching the news and seeing about moving. Have you got any? Have you got any inside? You know everybody over there. What's you going know, on? You know, I do have a little bit of inside. So you know, are they going to move? Always. 
And, you know, I don't know. They're trying to work through an agreement now to where it's feasible for everyone. But honestly, if they do anything else to the park, the park was expanded back in the early 90s for Memphis in May. That's what I thought. By the Corps of Engineers. Yeah. And That's so why they did that. Anything the that they're wanting to do is going to take away. And last night, I don't know if you've seen the news, they were talking about changing 20% of it to kind of satisfy the riverfront development and Memphis in May. And that means they would have to cut back by 45 teams. Wow. Really? And so that equates to, I can't remember. Somebody put a pen to paper, the average entry fee. So you know what they're going to do. Memphis in May is not going to lose any more money. They're going to go up on the entries and I can't speak for anybody else, but my rib spot in a 34 by 54 was $4,600. That's right. to check for. And that was no electric. That was no anything else. It's going to be added grand. to it. Yeah, it's just ground. And so. Yeah, we tell people it's 10 grand. Oh, you Minimum. I think I spent about 13 last year and I yeah. have spent as high as 100,000 down there. That's party. I'm talking about just yeah, get out there and cook. Of, you, know, you know how we roll. You didn't spend you know? that just to cook it. No, was, no, 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 yeah. no. Not at all. That's that a lot was, of entertainment. You probably made more than that, though. That was like, I mean, a couple you spent years ago. 100, how much did you make? None. We spent every bit of it. Oh, you spent everything you made there? Really? Yeah. And a couple of years ago, we spent, uh, I took in 54000 in catering and stuff and spent fifty six. Don't tell the feds. Um, <laughs> feds watching heat. Allegedly. <laughs> and, <laughs> they wasn't uh, on you, huh? Yeah. We're just telling this about somebody I know. Yeah. yeah about somebody I know. Uh, contact me for address. <laughs> so do you think they're going to move it? That's what I want to know. We're going to have maybe somebody somewhere else next year. Uh, you know, that's what I'm hearing. Um, unless mean. something changes with everything coming up and yeah, I do really like it on the river, but as you know, it's heck walking up that hill at night and getting down there and all the stuff or and load you, in or load out or anything, but, yeah. West Memphis. but us being, no, I'm not hearing that, <laughs> but us, us being a business person, I can understand why it needs to be kept on the river. Yeah. You're talking about, it brings in about 130 million in revenue for the month, for the downtown for the month. Yeah. And the, one time that it was moved to Tiger Lane, it only brought in, I think, around thirty million. Really? So that's a hundred yeah. million dollar deficit, and it was only what four miles up the road, and yeah. they bust people back and forth. That's huge. It is. And so I, I just cannot see them. I, I don't know from a business standpoint, whoever's behind that. That's some tough decisions. And I hate to, make. to say this, somebody's pockets has got to be getting padded <laughs> somewhere for them to be wanting to lose that kind of money to do that. I just yeah. can't see it. That makes sense. That makes sense. I keep hearing rumors that it's definitely moving. Well, what do you think about this year? We're going to flood out? Uh, you Have know you been what? Down there as bad as Nebraska and everything is and everywhere else. It ain't got down to us yet. It has really? not got yeah. down to us yet. And I seen it. I was working downtown that year that it flooded. And How high was it this time of year then when it flooded? Because right now, it's, it's up to the park right now. It's up to the park right now, and it is it, – for it to be March right now, I mean, if they keep getting pounded with rain and hard weather, it's going to be hard. Eight, is it eight weeks Eight, weeks, yeah. eight weeks. And, and we ain't crested yet? Yeah, we ain't crested yet. I, I don't know. What's That's what I'm thinking. Th- I don't know where we're going to be next year. I'm thinking this year we may not even be able to cook there this year because of the because of the flood. You know, I don't know. It's getting – I mean, it ain't got bad yet. And, you know – We haven't hit rainy season yet. I'll say this. It don't matter where they have it at. We got to be there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's that deal. My favorite, my favorite year. We know we have to be there. Well, they had it at Tiger Lane. That was my favorite year. 
We had so much room, space. It was easy. Walk right out of gate to your truck. Go see everybody. I mean, it was like it was unbelievable. It was. I parked, and it was I on know pavement. I parked a hundred yards it from where my spot was. No, my my trailer was not covered in mud. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Equipment didn't you get. Know, no. I didn't have to go clean stuff for a week straight. We actually had room in between tents beside us. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had a little over. You had a little free space between every tent. It that was, was nice. crazy. I remember we were panicking kind of because we had a big lunch planned, a big catering lunch planned. And I was like, how are we going to fit all these people in this booth? Because we had a small booth and we got the lunch after, you know, we'd already finalized everything. And they gave us that little extra room. And, man, it made the biggest difference. Oh, yeah. Heck, yeah, it did. We set out tables out there as we had room, you know, cocktail tables. And that that worked out perfect that year. Yeah, I'm catering for a couple groups this year. So give me some rib so. secrets. I need. <laughs> What's it going to take? Well, uh, we're doing ribs too. Yeah. Cook it, cook it till it's done. Cook it till it's done. There's a great video on a YouTube <laughs> channel <laughs> called How to Barbecue Right. You don't think that thing's that, like it's got two million views? That is as close to crazy. a competition recipe that I use. I don't know how much. There's maybe a, a couple little. Finishing steps that I do, maybe with some finishing powder that I sprinkle on top of the sauce. But that's pretty much it. Really? I mean, that's pretty much it. And I do add a little bit of apple jelly in my sauce uh, just to get some sheen with. But there's not a lot, um, you know, that I do different from that rib recipe. Um, That was a good one, man. It was. It was real good. Real good. Yeah. I posted a box this week of a chicken box. Online. I saw that. I saw that was beautiful. Yeah. And I've had about four messages going, when are you going to film a chicken video? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. You tell them you got your camera now. Yeah. Put that up. Let me start you off. Oh, the chicken video. Hey, that leg video. Man, I did some legs with Did you see that? I did legs. Was it last week's show with Michael? I did. Yeah. Sweet man, that one. Yeah, I was. I mean, we were just, I've, I've done I was just showing him how to cook chicken. I've legs. almost decided that on Tuesdays I'm going to start coming down here every day showing up. It's worth the drive. Two o'clock to eat. Yeah. Worth the drive. Yeah, I'm going to have a late lunch every Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> it is always late lunch. You get a banana. Yeah. <laughs> no, before pickle. The, uh, we're yeah, lucky. Pickle. That's that's an everyday lunch now. Yeah. She's got me on this crazy diet. It's not a crazy diet. It's a lifestyle. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but so, uh, what's the best thing you've cooked at home here lately? Because I know you've been throwing up some picks. Oh, the best thing I've cooked at home here lately. I'm going to say it was probably had to be the swordfish I cooked like, last night. Oh, really? It was better than tacos or whatever? Those tacos are really good, but, man, that swordfish is just, I mean. Where did it come from? I have a friend that goes, his daughter lives in Pensacola, and he goes down there about once a month a lot of times, Slade Douglas. Really? And he always calls me and wants to know if I want anything from the butcher shop from Kevin. Yeah. You know, and this time I had him bring me back some briskets and stuff. And he always go by, goes by the fish house down there, a place that sells seafood. And he brought me back some, um, swordfish and some Cabo. Am I saying that right? Or Cabo, so, some kind of fish. I don't remember. Said it called it the ribeye of the sea. Oh, okay. Uh, cobia. 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 Yeah, cobia. Yeah, fish. Yeah, 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 cobia. Man, that stuff is awesome. And, have, you, um, have you cooked it yet? I have not oh, cooked it man. yet. It's going to be next. Cobia is awesome. It's an ugly okay. fish, but it tastes good. Yeah, and and so I've been so I've been reading, or I just finished Anthony Bourdain's book, and he was talking about <laughs> one thing about swordfish. He said if you ever go to a fishmonger and you see them clean swordfish, they said you'd never eat it. Really? <laughs> yeah. All the worms, they said it's full of them. They said there's not any swordfish in the sea anymore. It's not full of worms. I don't know how true this is. I never ate swordfish. Wow. But you didn't see any worms in it, did you? No, I didn't see yeah. any worms in it. 
I don't know if that's true or not. You're gonna make this me is, look next time. Yeah, no, I definitely would. Tell, tell probably gonna get a tape. Tell now. Slade when you see it. Go through that. <laughs> you did give me good. one. <laughs> give me one. You probably sell her. Sell her half of it. <laughs> sell her half of it. <laughs> but it, it was, I need a good tape. <laughs> <laughs> it must be bad in Salt Lake City. Yeah. Well, a bunch of skinny people there. Yeah, I told Rochelle. I said, I think I said I think people up in Salt Lake City they just like cooking food and taking pictures of it. They don't like eating it. Yeah, none of them weigh over 120 pounds. Yeah, no, uh-uh. Uh-uh. you know. But I, all I, I use some of uh, my everyday rub, which is kind of like an AP rub. And yeah, it looked good. I used uh, the Traeger Saskatchewan rub. It has some dill and stuff in it. It's like a blackening rub. And I'm here to tell you, if you don't have any of that, you got to get some. It is really, really good. You know, I use that during Christmas on uh, the beef, whole beef uh, tenderloins. I cooked some of it and coated it on the outside and cooked it on my drum. It was awesome on, on beef. I mean, it was really good. It was. It, it was real good on that. And it I puts a dark crust kind of on the outside yeah. of it, but, man, it's, it tastes good. It tastes really good. And it's it, almost like a... It's almost like an AP. It don't really taste like blackening season no, or anything. It, it has more of an AP type flavor. It don't. And I don't know. It must just be a lot of powder ingredients to make it that color or whatever it is. Yeah, because it is dark. I think it. I don't know what they use in it, but I know it's got garlic and pepper and you know onion and all that stuff. Salt. In it. Yeah. Yeah. Typical stuff. I've tried a lot of their different rubs and sauces, and I've been impressed with all of them. They have somebody who. Knows what they're doing, helping them put together a rub, uh, their rubs and seasonings. Well, you know, a lot of those guys that work there, Curtis and several of the others, have come up for come up with one or two of them. Really? Know? And they're all. Do you think they're developed in house, or are those like house blends somewhere? No, they're all developed by Traeger. They and they're bottled, and they have no MSG in them or anything. Really? They're all gluten free. I mean, I it's, don't, it's, that don't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like MSG. I like a little MSG too. I, I had a guy contact me yesterday, actually, and asked me to have MSG in my rubs. And I Hell said, yes. I do have a little bit in them. I, I said, do. that's where the flavor comes from. Yeah. I said, I can send you some without the MSG in them because yeah. I have some samples. I was looking at yeah. doing that. And I don't know, maybe some people do have that. You know, they, they get headaches. It's from in everything, stuff, man. I it, think MSG it's in your head. Everything. Yeah. Somebody actually asked us when we were. Um, well, they asked you when we were at Traeger. They said, uh, "What do you think about judges and MSG?" What was your response? <laughs> judges so love, love it. it. They, they love just... it. They don't know it, but they, they addicted <laughs> they to do. it. That's Judge Crack. Same MSG. way with them phosphates. Yeah, they, they, don't know. Yeah, they don't know. They might know it on you know <laughs> when they get back home. You know, <laughs> Sunday night lunch, but it hits some guts. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, one bite you got to have some flavor yeah. to it. You do, yeah, for real. That's what, and that's what I told. That's what I told the guy too. I was like, look, we're cooking one bite barbecue. It's got to have it all right there. That's right. That's yeah. why I mean, I'm not putting it in my stuff at home. But I mean, I use my rubs. I got some MSG in them, but in it, it's, it's like it's mine. It's probably lots of small percentage. Pound, yeah. like, when I made my recipe, it made a three pound batch. I would put like a teaspoon to three pounds of other stuff. Mm. I mean, that's. That's such a little amount. It's not like you're using it straight out of the, you know, accent shaker going right to it. I mean, I'm sure that would, I don't even know if it hurts you really because it's, I mean, some people say they're allergic to it. I don't think it's a force. Yeah. You probably got a lot more allergies than MSG if you're allergic yeah. to that. You got gluten. problems. Gluten. Yeah. Well, after y'all pissed everybody off, let's... <laughs> um, Hey, each his own. I'm not judging anybody. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to be allergic to it, go for it. That's it. Kentucky Fried Chicken, they say that's what makes it. So good. It is. That's one of the 11. That's number 11. That original recipe is good. Yeah. It is. Um, 
So that's about all our time today. What do we have coming up this weekend? Um, well, we got uh, folks from Towns of Spice, Shane and Lawson Lynn, are coming in town. We're going to do uh, a podcast with them, hopefully about rubs, making a rub, kind of a basic recipe. And if we have time, we're going to do a video, Shane throwing one together and talking about what goes in. Just an idea to put a basic rub. I've never really showed how to build a rub like that. So it's kind of a foundation jumping point. It's probably how you got started or anything, something, a basic recipe you had, and then you can tweak off that to make it your own. And, um, how to get rubbed and seasoned and bottled is what I'd like to We're going to talk about, about that, yeah. dealing with the co-packer. They, do, they, yeah. they do some co-packing. They um, do small batch co-packing. And he does meat processing seasonings and, and equipment and stuff. So there's all kinds of questions. I, I got to ask Shane and Lawson. And uh, so we're next week, we're cooking steak. Yeah, we're working this weekend. We're staying at home. Chill put a rule on me. we got to stay home one weekend, so we're going to stay home. <laughs> like how he says like he follows my rules. <laughs> and then we're going to I've seen uh, it firsthand. I think he likes Next to weekend stay at home. we're staying home next weekend the weekend after too. We got a, a state contest up in Horn Lake South Haven. Yeah. That's a long drive. What is it like? 8 minutes. 20 minutes. Yeah, it'll take me 20 minutes to get there. It depends on traffic, you know. That's good for you. You yeah. might drive to that one, right? I'm going to yeah. drive to that one. Yeah, I'm going to drive to that one. And then the week after that, we're cooking uh KCBS in um it's actually in Millington. It's for the Bull, Bull Moose Club out Somerville. in Somerville. But they're having it at the uh what's that all America All America Stadium out there at Millington, Tennessee is where they're gonna have oh, it. Oh, it's not gonna be the largest. They moved it. Same location as the Goat Days contest in the fall. They're okay. moving it to that. So hopefully the rain will quit and it'll just It'll probably be a mud hole. Yeah, hey, I'm gonna be at a Toka that weekend cooking. Same, that, and it's just right up the road. And it's man. a state contest. You're there gonna too. pass that one. I know. We cooked that one last year. I, had, I mean, mm-hmm. I had a good time. That's there. an MBN a Toka. Mm-hmm. So you're doing the state contest next weekend, and then a Toka the next. Mm-hmm. I am. It's a good time. And this yeah. weekend, I've actually got to go cook some ribs for my cousin at his shop. Sixty slabs and little hang catering out. deal. Well, I don't know if you really want to call it a catering. It's uh, just another cousin of mine's birthday and. They cook a crawfish. And oh, okay. I get an excuse to see everybody and yeah. that I don't get to see very too often with my busy schedule. Y'all know how that is. I so do. you can take a break and see some family and friends every now and then. It's good to always get out and do yeah, that. Yeah, it is. Well, hey, we appreciate you coming by and hanging out with us, Heath. Uh, yeah, tell everybody where they can find you. That's right. Uh, you can find me at Heath Riles Barbecue on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and um what's the web address is it heathrouse barbecue.com and i've got a new website launching on april the first uh with a new background because one now i'm kind of you know it's it's okay but the new one is really going to be really nice so and it's heathrousebbq.com if you'd like to connect with malcolm it is how to barbecue right instagram facebook twitter and of course youtube if you'd like to connect with me it's Miss Southern Shell, Instagram, and Twitter. That's easy enough, right? Yeah. I thought you was about to give out my personal phone number, so please don't. <laughs> it is not a one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we appreciate y'all checking us out today here at How to Barbecue Right. Um, you know, we'll see y'all next time. <laughs>